This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. For the month of August, Hey Bartender Podcast Facebook page would like to honor one of the biggest comedic icons ever, Robin Williams, by setting up a fundraiser to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Suicide is very quiet and scary because someone might be having a terrible issue and no one can see or know there's a problem. With your donation, we can make sure that there's someone out there they can go to talk to about their problems. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK has 133 crisis centers nationwide available for you or someone you care about. No matter if you only donate a dollar, every little bit helps so that people we care about can get the help they need. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline can be contacted at 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm the dude. I'm your bartender for the night. So, you know, if you want something, just go, hey, dude. Or if you want to go by the show, call me Hey Bartender, because that works too. I answer to both. Sit back, relax, enjoy yourselves. Let's see. Let's talk about the drink special tonight. Uh, Let's see. Oh, you know what? Before I hit record, I forgot to look one up. So we're just going to flip through this. Uh... I can't even say that. Uh, what the hell is that? Uh, who puts that in a drink? That's disgusting. Uh, what bar carries that? I don't know. Ah, here we go. We're gonna call. Uh, we're gonna uh, use this drink. I got. I'm stealing this from a website called SlowRoastedItalian.com. It's called Jack's Tennessee Sweet Tea. This guy says, I have to admit, I'm really on a jack kick. Phrasing. I love the woody, smoky, sour, and sweet flavors that come through in Jack's Tennessee whiskey. Uh, Whether we are developing cocktails, main dishes, or desserts, I have found this whiskey to translate perfectly. Now, how you make this? Get yourself a, well, it looks, well, he's using a mason jar. Looks like a small one, so probably you guys can use just a bucket. Two ounces of Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey, two ounces of lemon juice, one tablespoon of honey, and fill that thing with Coca-Cola. This guy personally use, likes to use Diet Right Zero. But, you know, not all of us are uh, dropping their phones over everything and making weird noises. Uh, not all of us are using that Diet Right Zero stuff, so... Coca-Cola is usually on our guns, so go ahead and use that. So that was Jack's Tennessee Sweet Tea. If you guys uh, actually go out there and try it, tell your bartender, teach a bartender how to make this new drink, let me know what you thought of it. Let me know what they thought of it. Just email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com, and let me know how the drink was. I really want to know, and I'd really love to read your guys' stories on the show. You know, one of these days I'm going to think up a drinking game that you guys can play while I'm doing this show. Because right now my mind is swimming. I've got allergy problems and I'm really trying really hard not to sound like it. But I think I'm failing. So let's go to a, a conversation that I recorded earlier last week. I decided that I needed to talk to a karaoke host or hostess. And 
because I've been to a lot of bars that have karaoke and I've had a few questions for him. So I contacted a friend of mine out in San Antonio, Cynthia Torres, who was a karaoke hostess for many years. And I sat down and had a conversation with her. So here's the interview. And, you know, for the drinking game, I think every time I take a weird pause or say, but you take a drink, but most of you people listen to this show while you're driving. So don't do that. But anyway, back to the subject. There's another drink. You can uh, do it whenever I wander off subject for no reason. Back to the subject. Here is Cynthia Torres, my interview with her about being a karaoke hostess. Please enjoy. Um, anyway, uh, Cynthia, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, dude. And uh, this is a big, uh, big deal for me because you are the first face-to-face interview I've had on this show. Usually it's over the telephone, so thank you for making a little bit of time for me. No problem. Now, uh, you were a uh, former karaoke hostess. Yes. Um, did you have residence at a certain place, or did you just jump from place to place? No, I followed my business that was a karaoke business, Rockstar's House Party Karaoke. Did you find yourself working in like bars, or was it mostly for parties and stuff like that? Bars and parties. How did that all start? Started at 20 Grand, a bar that I used mm-hmm. to work at and hang out at. I did shows for them, and then my ex and I started doing shows together, and that's when we started our business together. And um, we started getting gigs at shows at uh at bars and then we started doing private parties and hosted shows and yada 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 that's that's cool so when you ran a show uh what was the process when you'd start the night off uh did you just play music until you're ready to go or somebody uh other people are ready to sing we started the show with music we started the show with music, and then people started wanting to sing because it was a karaoke show. So we did do DJ in the beginning, but we started with karaoke, and um, people started bringing up slips and wanting to sing. So we put the books out for the option to sing or not to sing or to pick a song and have them, my uh, ex, do the DJing, and and it was a lot of fun. Uh, how um, This question that always popped up in my head, uh, how current were you able to keep your songbooks usually uh, they were very current very current we kept up with all of the songs on the radio and the most popular hits out there because i remember when i was uh when i used to bartend and i had a karaoke uh D- dj there mm-hmm. i was actually really surprised because the song smooth by santana with rob thomas you know the song yeah that song had been out in a huge hit for maybe a couple weeks and I just wandered over to the karaoke booth and asked her, do you have this song? And she, she was like, yeah, we just got it. And I was like, wow, that was quick. Well, we usually ordered off a of Sound Choice, which was a, a business off of the Internet. And we got music from them. But oh. if we didn't have it, we'd look it up and find it. And if they had it out there, then we'd offer the song to the person that wanted to sing it. If not, then we did have to turn them down. So there were times that we didn't have the songs. But most of the time, mainly, we had the songs available. And we had a nice, thick book available, too, for yeah. people to look at. I've seen some uh, karaoke books, and some of them are about the size, uh, well, maybe 20, 30, pa- <laughs> 20, 30 pages, and other ones that are like volumes. Novels. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you have to appreciate those people that have those volumes of songs that go everywhere from... It's a lot of work. Kids, kids bop all the way up to death metal, you know? <laughs> it's a lot of work, and it's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, how, uh 
So you downloaded all, or you were able to download most of your work, uh, your karaoke stuff off. My the ex did a lot of work on that. Yes, I didn't personally do it, but my ex did. How? What was your process when when you started the thing? Did you pl- just play music and then just introduce the person onto the stage, or did you sing a song first? And then bring the person on stage to kind of segue in? We usually played music until the setup was completed. And then when the setup was completed, I'd start the show with the song. And then we'd start bringing singers up. Once I started the show with the song, people started warming up to singing. And, and liquid encouragement always helped. <laughs> <laughs> liquid encouragement helps with everything. Yes, yeah, it does. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when you got on stage, did you have uh, your own personal... How many songs did you did you have that were your own personal songs that you wanted to sing? Oh, goodness. I, I can't even tell you, to be honest. My ex usually picked the songs out for me because there were so many that I could sing at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you do any, well, pretty much. I the, did pretty much anything. Yeah, country, country and pop and rap. And I did some Blondie and <laughs> did a little Rapture. And I did... Uh, soul and I did everything so you could uh, pretty much go from any situation from a cowboy bar to uh, oh yeah I was very very even on that I could mm-hmm. go pretty much to any bar and sing whatever they wanted mm-hmm. fit in one of the funnier things uh, on karaoke nights because uh, at the bars that I previously worked at we had karaoke nights on Friday and Saturday and it used to kind of make me laugh a little bit because if you saw a group of people, mixed, uh, mixed couples, men, women, mm. there, it was almost guaranteed that they were going to sing Summer Nights from Greece. Oh, yes. Greece is very popular. <laughs> and very popular. It, and it was just, I, I could almost place money on that. That was, Oh, yeah, that table over there, one of them's getting up and singing Summer Nights. <laughs> um, or if you saw a bunch of giggling uh, girls come in, uh, well, it was always a toss-up between uh, whether they would sing I Will Survive or I Love Rock and Roll. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of various singers, though. I had gay singers. Mm. We did gay shows and uh, at the gay bars, and they could all sing awesome Whitney Houston. And I had a, a friend that, um, or I have a friend, I should say, that sings Whitney Houston and, and sings it to the T. I mean, you can you can imagine. We had The Current come in, Current Magazine here in San Antonio come in, and they, they interviewed him. He was one of the people that they interviewed because when they came in, he was singing Whitney Houston. And they, they couldn't believe that a guy was singing Whitney Houston and sounded just like her. <laughs> well, uh, I, can, I can somewhat uh, relate to that story because on one of my nights off, I went into an Indian casino and they were having a karaoke night. And I thought, what the hell, I'll do it just to see, if, you know, see what would happen. And mm-hmm. I was by myself that night. And they were having a contest. Did you ever have karaoke contests? Oh, yeah, we had many contests. I decided to enter the contest and I made it well it was a tie between me and another guy because mm-hmm. uh, the first song I sang was uh, Smooth by Santana mm-hmm. and then I decided to go for Broke and sang uh, It Had to Be You by well done by the Harry Connick Jr. Orchestra and the other guy Orchestra <laughs> uh, you know, that's the way <laughs> that's I that's a far fetch <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other guy for some reason he decided to pull out the big guns now it was one of those situations where the guy didn't look it, but if you closed your eyes, you'd swear it was the real artist up there. He like, sounded that good. Well, he did uh, "Billy Jean" by Michael Jackson, but the guy was 
uh, maybe 300 pounds and... Uh, I tell you, that weight gives vocal cords awesome. Variety <laughs> and everything. I mean, it's just awesome the way you sound when you're heavy. Uh, I, I guess because I sat there when I heard him start singing Billy Jean. I, I just sat back and said, I'm done. <laughs> this, <laughs> I give in. I uh, throw in the towel. <laughs> the, the karaoke DJ actually was uh, nice enough to come over to me and uh, say, if you would have brought friends with you, you might have won. Well, yeah, it's it's usually big on having friends with you, people to vote for you, people to clap for you, make noise for you. Mm-hmm. The louder you are, the more you get, the more you win, you know. Mm-hmm. And I had, um, I actually had, we had shows several times, big shows where the the prize was a thousand dollars and then prizes of a, a diamond necklace and a, a tickets, and we had sponsors that would sponsor the show, and we had one winner that won the whole shebang. And she sounded exactly like Hart in The Singer. Oh, really? And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, I never ran into many women that could pull off singing Hart. That, I used to be able to sing Hart. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, Those were the days. Because <laughs> uh, during, when I went to uh, audio school, learn uh, audio production, I actually met her. Uh, really? She came in uh, as a favor to our teacher. And... Uh, I was sitting at the soundboard. Uh, I was lucky enough to get to sit at the soundboard that day. And uh, she came in, and she was uh, – well, the teacher was showing us how to record vocals Uh for singing and stuff like – other voiceover stuff like that. Uh And uh, she was in the control studio with us, and she was singing into the microphone, and all of a sudden I hit – I just hit the stop button on the playback. And everybody's going, what the hell are you doing? And I said, you're holding back. And she goes, well, I didn't want to blow all of you out of the room. And I turned to my teacher and I said, can we set her up a booth out in the studio? And he was like, it's your studio. Go for it. Wow. Can't hear a thumbs up on <laughs> audio. <laughs> and, and so we built up, a, uh, built up a soundproof booth for out in the studio away from uh, away from the class and boy that woman could belt it out oh she has an awesome voice my ex took me to a concert really mm. and we were front row center stage and everybody was like how did you get those tickets and i still to this day can't figure out how my ex got those tickets <laughs> but everybody wanted to know how we got them mm-hmm. yeah it was it was pretty amazing uh meeting her even though i felt kind of bad because i could maybe only think of two songs that they did at the time court so I, this was back in my years ago uh, in my 20 or early 20s yeah and i had my mind set on what i was listening to at the time so yeah um okay i want to know some funny karaoke stories uh oh god you know stories like when people you know uh went up they're drunk off their ass or the people that are singing a song that had no business singing that song whatsoever uh, oh, well, that happens g- all the time. You got to give me some. You got to give me some. <laughs> well, I can tell you a funny story about what happened to me when I was in a rush. Okay. I had to go to the bathroom really bad, and I went to the bathroom, and the toilet got stuck in my pants. Toilet paper got stuck in my pants. <laughs> so I walked out of the bathroom with the toilet paper stuck in my pants and started my show again. And everybody was laughing because I, t- I didn't even know I had the toilet paper stuck to my pants. <laughs> So, but I've had people come up, they were so drunk, bring me slips and come up to me. And I had one guy bring me a slip and he was wearing steel toe boots and he slammed into my foot. And I just had to scream really loud because he slammed into my foot. Mm-hmm. 
So, <clears throat> but I've had tons of funny stories. Tons of funny stories. Uh, give me specifics. I got. I got to know. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Something that uh, of one course of your you'd ask me. <laughs> yeah, one of your customers that actually sticks out in your head that uh, made you laugh or uh, had a uh, had a humorous effect on your audience. I think it was not just one person, but several people that did it. Mm. We were singing songs and. Uh, we were singing, I'm trying to think of the song that we were singing. I can't remember, but it was a group song. And uh, it was, uh, oh goodness, anyway, um, it was a group song and we were all singing the song and we were imitating the singers. And that was really cute that we were imitating the singers and we were doing the dance and everything, imitating the singers. And people just got a, go, got a really good laugh at it. And it was real cute. Well, any particular song or was it just mix? Uh, it was... I can't remember. It was not. I can't remember the particular song. Um, it was a, a group song that we were doing. Uh, if I could remember the lyrics, I'd sing a little bit of it, but I can't remember the lyrics. But that was real funny because we were imitating the singers. Yeah. And it was. It was just cute. It was real cute. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm flashing back to high school when we had to do lip sync uh, contests with the other classes and. One class got together, uh, got it all together, and did "We Are the World," and everybody was. But it was a lip sync, so it didn't matter how they sang, but everybody dressed the part. You know, when Dionne Warwick, Billy Joel, and <laughs> no, we didn't dress the part. We just <laughs> acted them out. <laughs> so it was real cute. Do you remember what uh, what you sang? Or, no, I can't remember what we sang. Yeah. Or, um, how about uh, like? Uh, well, did you ever have any customers that where you were embarrassed or you were kind of touching the volume and kind of turning them down without them knowing? Oh, I'd mess around with the customers all the time doing that. Really? They'd start singing a song, they'd get all into the song and get all happy about the song and feel like good about themselves. And then I'd stop the music <laughs> and they'd still be singing the song because they wouldn't be looking at the words because they were so confident about the song, they wouldn't be looking. Mm -hmm. So I'd stop the song and interrupt their song and then I'd go right back, I'd turn the volume back up on them. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, like there was a time uh, there was my karaoke DJ. She uh, would purposely turn down this one girl that would, uh, usually drunk, would sing. Uh, uh, so you can't even think of it. Yeah, uh, it's lost now. Uh, I think it was a Joan Jett song or, or, or maybe. But uh, she would be singing it and getting really into it, but way off key. And we're... Just, you know, plugging our ears in the background, and she's slowly turning the dial down. So don't you hate that when somebody's singing it too loud or too high? Yeah, <laughs> and they're just totally out blasting the song away. But sometimes it can be funny. You know, um, it, maybe you have to have a story because I had one customer that would come in in karaoke night, and his goal constantly was to make people laugh. And so his rendition of Bohemian Rhapsody, even though. It, he wasn't trying to sound anything like Freddie Mercury. It was hilarious to watch him because if he wasn't getting the laugh or the intention uh, that he wanted from the song or him singing the song, he'd go one more step up to see if he could get, get the attention. One time he even dropped his pants. <laughs> oh, that happened to me once. Really? 
I had this customer, his, his name's Don, and he's Santa Claus. He looks exactly like Santa Claus, and he plays Santa Claus during Christmas. Mm. And I usually sing happy birthday to people when it's their birthday, mm. and it was his birthday, and he waited for me to sing happy birthday for him. He put a sausage in his pants, and when <laughs> I sing happy birthday, I usually grab them and grope on them, and I go, and I'm, I do Marilyn Monroe, so happy birthday mm. to you. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. And I groped him, and I groped down there on his crotch. And sure enough, it was this long thing in his crotch. I was like, oh, my God. It scared the bejeebies out of me. <laughs> he was prepared. <laughs> he was very prepared. And he didn't show it to me until after the song was over. <laughs> very uh, spinal tap, you know, carrying the cucumber. Anyway. <laughs> um, but talented singers. Did you run into a lot of those? Oh, many talented singers. Huge, huge. People that would blow me away. Yeah. That I was like, oh my God, they're so awesome. Like, um, uh, like, would you see them like on American Idol or something like that? Oh, or, yes. Uh, oh, yes. There's one singer that won the contest. She was, actually moved on to American Idol. No, she didn't, but she could have. Oh, oh okay. If oh, she had chosen contest. to. Okay. Yeah, our contest. She, um, she did such an awesome job that, I mean, her voice was to die for. It mm. was so awesome. Very fresh, very crisp, and very clean. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying to remember what her name is, but she was awesome. And she sounded just just like the singers. I mean, she's she blew me away. And that's why she won the contest. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I remember a lot of people uh, coming Sherry. in. That, Sherry. Was Sherry her was her name. I remember a lot of people coming into the bar uh, and that could sing. And it... Uh, well, truth being told, just me being me, it kind of drove me crazy because they stuck to, like the, uh, country music ballads, or even the like, power ballads from the because 80s. they're comfortable with that. Yeah, uh, you know, it's all about their comfort zone. But uh, when I finally realized, because uh, I, I decided to read the lyrics as the guy was singing it, but uh, "Don't Take the Girl" uh, by Tim McGraw, I think. The guy was singing it, and I was reading the lyrics, and I went, "God, this song's depressing." <laughs> and he he just went out. He was there by himself, and uh, just decided to get up and sing that song. Oh, guys are funny when they sing songs. Some guys sing girl songs, We're, and it makes me laugh. Tell me about that. Tell me a little, little more. Well, my ex would sing girl songs. Mm-hmm. He'd sing um, what's uh, what is her name? I can't remember her name, but. He he would lower his voice and sing real, <laughs> sing real girly songs. And it would always make me laugh, and everybody would laugh and just sing along with him. <laughs> well, the uh, karaoke DJ that I had, she uh, was very set on songs that was in her range. So, in talking her into doing something fun like that was probably mostly out of the question, because she'd be singing things like Four Non Blondes or mm-hmm. Sheryl Crow, and. It's, uh, I was like, what else you got? And she's, uh, well, actually, kind of going along the lines with, with what you said. Uh, now, here comes uh, the uh, a better question. You already pretty much answered when you sang happy birthday to people, but uh, did, you, did you mess with your customers a lot? Because the only time my karaoke DJ really messed with the customers is when she would sing I Touch Myself by the Divinals. No, I mess with my customers all the time. It, like... And make them feel comfortable. 
So I'd mess with them. I'd play around with them and hug on them and and tease them and yeah and see if it's their birthday. If it's not their birthday, I'd say say it's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, were you looking for an excuse at the time or? No, I just like to mess with my customers. I'd always play around with my customers. I'd joke around with them and call them names and stuff like that. And I usually had a table that I'd invite people over to my table and sit with me at and hang out with me. And everybody would get to know each other. We'd all be one group of friends. Well, that, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. The It kind of, uh, as a bartender, it uh, kind of worried me on karaoke nights just because the people who took karaoke very seriously, I'm, I mean, they wanted to go in there, sing their best. They probably did vocal exercises all the way to the bar, and they would order water or tea or something Just to like sing. That. Yeah, just so they could sing. And they, they usually were called um, karaoke hoppers. They'd sing one song, and then they'd even go to another bar and sing a song because you get up right away when, you get, when you're first new. You know, I never knew about that. They're karaoke hoppers. Uh, was that uh, that movie with like Gwyneth Paltrow and Huey Lewis? No. Uh, kind of like that? or No. Um, one of the funnier things that I used to see on karaoke nights was when somebody would all of a sudden do a dedication uh, to whether it was... Their some, loved one? Their or... loved ones, some random person they met in the bar just 10 seconds ago. Even one time where a guy just all of a sudden decided he was in love with uh, the bartender that I was working with that night. She got really embarrassed because he sang a Bob Dylan song. Love and alcohol go fabulous together, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. A little little liquid courage can go a long way. It does. But how often did you see that happen? Uh, Quite often. uh, Do you have any any good stories, any crash and burn stories? Not really. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Just people would dedicate songs to their boyfriend or their wives or their boyfriends and Mm. girlfriends and... And the bartenders and somebody they just met, like you said, and yeah, yeah. If, well, unfortunately, I never had anybody dedicate a song to me, though. No, why not? I don't know. <laughs> I just never had anybody. I think because my husband was always with me. Uh, that would do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, uh, we are. We were talking about talented singers. Um, now, another another thing that used to come up quite a bit is when somebody goes up and has their first successful karaoke night, their friends pressured him to sing, and he's never, they've never sang before, and they keep pressuring him to sing. And then all of a sudden, when he, comes, he goes up, sings a song, or she comes up, goes up and sings a song, and they all of a sudden think, that was really cool. I'm, maybe I'm put on this earth to be a singer. Uh, did you ever well, witness that happen? Actually, I had people that would put songs up and chicken out, and not sing and they wasted my time and I'd have to move on to the next singer and uh, I had people that would come up and sing and say they uh, liquid courage man I'm telling you it really does wonders like you said it's it's awesome dude (laughs) (laughs) so people would come up and sing a song that didn't expect to sing and they they feel confident and happy because people would they would think that they're a superstar because everybody would laugh and and clap for him at the end and because they got up there and sang a song, and it wasn't because they were good, it was because they got up there and actually sang the song, because it takes a lot of courage to get up there and sing a song. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, I, well, you already know me. Uh, my close friends already know that my hands shake. Uh, when you're nervous? When I'm nervous. Well, all the time, pretty much. <laughs> Just certain times they shake more than others, but, uh, but they would, uh, it took them a little bit, because I already, 
sang for them in private. You know, I I go over to somebody's house, bring my guitar with me, and just sit there and sing whatever songs that I knew because they asked me to. Right. And then all of a sudden, one karaoke night, there's get up there and sing, and I was like, I'm drink, I'm pouring drinks right now. I can't get up there. And it's dead. Come on, get up there. But uh, I never had that idea in my head. And so, I'm I'm going to be a superstar someday. But there were people uh, I knew. One woman that announced she was purpose uh, purposely moving to Tennessee because she thought she was going to be the next big country music star. Well, yeah, when we sing in the shower, the echo and everything sounds really awesome with us. When we <laughs> sing in the car, it sounds really awesome because we've got the singer singing with us. But in reality, some of us just are not cut out to be singers. I, I would agree. And, and there are some of us that are cut out to be singers. And most of the people that are cut out to be singers are too modest to realize it. The women... Uh, well, I can probably think of an example for the men's side, too, just to be fair. But the first example I can think of is the women that could sing ACDC songs. They automatically thought, oh, I, I'm a great singer. No, and, I had a girl that could sing an ACDC song really good. Her name was Atka. And she sang a really good song. I mean, she belted it out and was she had that raspy, deep voice and everything. And she she tore it up. And did you? Are there any customers that you used to have that uh, would sing a song that you were thinking, "Why are they singing this?" But they oh, many times killed it. And, many times, and, and they would kill the song. Yeah. And I would have to help them a little bit because uh-huh. they would kill the song. And I didn't want my customers to go, oh, my God. Some people leave. If the song is so bad, they'll leave. They, yeah. won't, they don't want to hear any more bad songs. Mm-hmm. So I'll jump in and try to help them sing the song. But a lot of people, like you said, people think that they're superstars. Mm-hmm. Everybody with a little liquid encouragement, it really, like you said, goes a long way. And people think that they're superstars and that they can sing. Mm-hmm. In the bathroom, in the, the car, everything. The acoustics are just so awesome that people think that they can sing. Now, I used to love it, though, when... And cotton in their ears. <laughs> <laughs> now, I used to love it, though, when uh, the people would do the... Uh, they weren't necessarily meant to be sing-along songs, but they end up being you know, getting the audience participation sing songs like uh, Margaritaville or uh, Sweet Child of Mine. You know, Sweet Child of Mine, yes. Uh, uh, when, you know. For those of you playing the home game, I actually meant Sweet Caroline, not Sweet Child of Mine. Big difference. Sorry. Sweet child. I'm a dun, dun, dun. Every, the whole... Everybody. And like I said, we need cotton in our ears. <laughs> it, well, most of the time it didn't really matter how good or bad they sang those songs, but it was actually kind Audience of participation helps. Yeah, it was kind of fun that the audience was participating, you know. It's like looking, searching for my lost shaker of salt and everybody's screaming, where's the salt? Where's... You know. And, yeah. And... I can't think of any other songs right offhand. That's the real popular one. Where's the salt? Where's the salt? <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, yeah, that we, I had one guy that purposely would sing those songs just because he was getting audience reactions. Uh, it's more fun to sing with a group of people than it is to sing alone. Mm-hmm. Your courage is more better. It's, it's wider when you're singing with more people than you are when you're singing alone. Uh, well, a uh, friend of mine, she begged me one time uh, when I was behind the bar, but uh, there weren't a lot of customers at that time. She wanted to sing uh, Bon Jovi's Blaze of Glory. And I, like, I'm pouring drinks, and she, come on, grabs my hand and pulls me out from behind the bar. And in my mind, she made a huge mistake because I couldn't sing that song. <laughs> I, so you killed it? I, yeah, it, you I murdered it. You smashed it? it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, I'd be sued by John Bon Jovi right now if he heard that. <laughs> but people didn't sing with you? She sang, well, she wanted me to sing with her. And I I used to uh, go nuts because my uh, my big thing, uh, I I was shy pretty much, you know, yeah. I, like I am now. I'm kind of an introvert. But all I had, I figured out that all I had to do was just find my niche somewhere to become, uh, you know, more well-known as a bartender. And it became singing on karaoke nights. And so our karaoke DJ would, you know, it's, you know, it's time for you to come up. I'm, I'm going to announce you. I'm, I, I'm you know, I, <laughs> and so she'd go, she'd introduce me, the amazing singing bartender, everybody. And then I'd have to come up and then smooth by Santana because that was insanely popular during the time I was bartending. So that became my, uh, uh, how I became known to my customers is, uh, the singing bartender. And, uh, uh, I used to think it was incredibly cool for me because, uh, I was nervous, but since everybody seemed to like that song at that point in time, people would get out and dance and I'm like, these people are dancing and they're dancing to something that I'm singing. You know, it didn't matter that I didn't write the song or anything like that. Right. But it was, it was a good feeling. (laughs) It's a very good feeling when people ask you to sing and want you to sing. Mm Mm-mm. It's very good. The, were you, did you get a lot of requests? Or, uh... Well, I sang a lot. If I had singers, I didn't sing a lot. Mm. If I had singers. Because I always felt that it was best to get the singers up rather than me sing. Because I sing all the time. Mm. So I wanted the singers to sing. But if somebody requested a song for me to sing, yes, I sang them their song. No, any particular song that people would ask you to sing a lot? Oh, many songs. I can't even name them. Mm. Many songs. Uh, I ran across a song with my karaoke DJ uh, from the movie The Commitments. There was a song called I Can't Stand the Rain. And I gave her the CD and I said, see that track? You need to sing that track. And she took it home that night and she was like, I love this song. And immediately the next karaoke night, she started singing it. But she wouldn't sing it on the spot. She had to know the song backwards and forwards Mm -hmm. first before going up on stage. She had to be confident about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any particular standards that uh, would constantly come up? You know, wear this karaoke disc out just because the song got... Grease. Just uh, Summer Nights or just... uh, Summer Nights and uh, a lot of Olivia Newton-John songs and... Really? Yeah, (laughs) magic and stuff like that. (laughs) I I don't know, maybe uh, it was just the town I lived in. I never heard anybody do any Olivia Newton-John songs, I think. Most of my bar customers only knew Olivia Newton-John from Greece. Uh, well, you're not from San Antonio. That's true. And uh, San Antonio, where, that's where we're recording right now, and is a great town. Lots of entertainment, uh, especially on the Riverwalk right now. Uh, did you work around the wor- Riverwalk at all? or No. Is, uh, uh, right now on the Riverwalk, I heard that I've been to another... It's turned into a chain, I guess, a place called Howl at the Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to one in North Carolina. Did they have karaoke? They didn't have karaoke. They had uh, piano bar. Piano bar. It was yeah. a piano bar, and they had dueling pianos. And once in a while, they bring people on stage to sing with them, even though all of them, all of the musicians. But they were. don't have the words, the lyrics, no, to play. That was all them. <laughs> yeah. So that's I wouldn't do that. <laughs> you want, you want to look at the TV? You know? I I like to have the lyrics in front of me, mm. so I feel more confident if the lyrics are in front of me, unless I know the songs. Usually, with doing the shows, I learned a lot of the songs, so I could do the songs without the lyrics. 
Mm. But um, without the lyrics, I didn't feel confident. Mm. Karaoke will always be around, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a great, uh, great thing to get. Uh, karaoke has always been a great thing to get people in there and get people you entertained make friends. and make friends. Yeah, people make friends when they're doing karaoke. Um, and would you? Are they tight friends? Are you still friends with your former karaoke? I am. Group? I am. I'm still friends with a lot of my former karaoke people. Yeah, that's cool. I see them in other bars, and I hang out with them. And I have a couple of other friends, uh, Michael and Karen, that are friends of mine that used to go and watch me sing all the time. And we hang out all the time and party together, and we're good friends. That's awesome. Wait, uh, since you knew your customers really well, um, did you do ever do any interesting ways to? Or you you already said that you like to mess with your customers a lot. Did you mess with them when you introduced them onto the stage or, or announced them? All the time. Like what? Well, I grab them or grope them or I was one to be very friendly, mm. extremely friendly. <laughs> I didn't like do anything bad, sexual or anything like that, but sure. I, I would grab them and paw on them and, and hang out with them. And like I said, I invited a lot of my friends to my table. And that's how I became friends with them. Let me tell you, when you're a karaoke host, you're popular. You're one of the most popular people in the bar, especially if you go around and introduce yourself to people and make friends with people and get them to sing. If you get them to sing, then you've accomplished something. You've made a show. So the key, uh, you thought the key, or you're saying the key is pretty much to wander around the bar. Because karaoke DJs that I've ran ran into in the past, they're both uh, loading the CD player along with running the microphone so they couldn't wander too far off. No, well, we had a DJ and a karaoke host. The karaoke host, which was me, did not do the DJing. I did the DJing sometimes if I did private parties, but mainly I did the karaoke hosting. So I would walk around and I'd introduce myself and get to know people and make friends and make people warm up and feel more comfortable and, you know, look at the book and pick out a song and give me the song. And I tell them I'd help them and, you know, go along with them on the song and whatever that they needed. So I was always there to be friends. When it came to uh, your, um, like when you were working in bars, would your bartenders get into it? Like I used to uh, all the time, jump out from behind the bar and all the time. They always came out. I didn't always like that because I thought it always took away from the singer singing. Mm. You know, they come there to sing. They don't come there to watch the bartender sing or watch the hostess sing. They come there to sing themselves. They don't want to wait two or three songs for somebody else to sing because in between songs, we play music sometimes. So it's one song, two song, three song, four song, five song, six songs, and then six song, they finally get up after three singers, mm. you know? So I always like the karaoke host or to not sing I always liked for the bartenders to not sing but if they sang it was during slow times mm-hmm. and that's when I would allow them to sing yeah they, uh, that's why I tried to do but they, uh, my karaoke DJ kind of made that part of the show and well see I didn't do that yeah because uh, my manager actually hated it when I went up to, went out to I sing I always thought but, it was about the customers they're paying the, the money they're paying the light bill they're paying the rent so they should be able to sing when they want to sing um, but when the customers ask, uh, if ask a customer you, asks a, a, a bartender, yeah. true. If a customer asks a bartender to sing like you, then you get up and sing because a customer is paying for that. Mm-hmm. They want you to sing. They could easily put in a slip for themselves, but they put in a slip for you. So that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It just, and that's what you had. Yeah. It just became, uh, they expected it. 
on karaoke well, but nights. That's and, different. Yeah. If the, the bartender wanted to do it on their own, then that's different. I would allow that on slow nights. Hmm. But on other nights, I didn't, I, I didn't stop it. You know, I didn't say no. But um, I didn't, like, pursue it and say, please come sing a song. Hmm. Because I had other singers if it was busy. And usually the places that I worked at, they didn't allow that. If this, the bar was busy with singers, then the singers were to sing. And not the bartenders. Mm-hmm. Unless, like you, like you, there were requests for you to sing, then you'd get up and sing. I couldn't stop that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it took a while for my manager to realize where all of a sudden the customers were like, no, we beg him to come up on stage. Well, that's and, different. Yeah. and But that was just one of my things. And it, I was like... Being an introvert, I was like, well, if they like it, I'll do it. You know, if, it yeah. makes, if it makes me more tips, <laughs> I'll do it. You know? um, Just going to take a break for a second from my interview with Cynthia Torres on Hey Bartender Podcast. want to remind all you guys to help support my Hey Bartender Podcast by visiting heybartenderpodcast.com. Go buy yourself a t-shirt so this podcast can travel around a little bit more, meet more people, and get your stories out there. Because let's face it. All bartenders and servers all over the world have their own personal story that they would love to share. Before we close out the interview with Cynthia Torres, we are going to play our musical guest for this week. This week from New York, New York, we have Red Vox and their single, There She Goes.
Once again, from New York, New York, that was Red Vox with their single, There She Goes. If you want to check out some more stuff by Red Vox, head on over to Bandcamp.com, search them out. You can find more singles, where they're playing next, their Facebook page link, their website page link, everything you'll want to know. Listen to Red Vox now. So, let's wrap up the interview with Cynthia Torres, the karaoke hostess. Did you help the bartenders out at all? I mean, like... Clean up and stuff? No, I mean, like, uh, announce last call or all every the time. once in a while during the all show the say, remember... I would, the- announce, I would announce specials. I would announce last call. I would announce it all. If there's a contest coming up, I would announce it all. I was the announcer. Did you ever, uh, like, be nice to your bartenders because they're taking care of you? Yes, all the time. That has to be, like, a staple for anybody in a bar with a microphone. Well, know? because they want more tips. Well, exactly. But ain't nobody tipping me. <laughs> you, you didn't get tips? No, we didn't put up tip jars. Oh. Um, yeah, I've seen uh, DJs up there with tip jars, and they actually paid, played favorites with others. With They do. It's $20 for the first place, first-time singer. It's $10 if you want to get up in the next three singers. And it's $5 if you want to get up in the next five singers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, uh, any, anyway, well... Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, dude. And this is a lot of fun, and I um, enjoyed your stories. So, Thank uh, you. So, anyway, we're coming up uh, coming up on the end uh, end of the show here. Now, uh, was there any particular way where you'd like to close out your karaoke nights? With a little grease. If you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that's. <laughs> that's a great way to end this end any show yes that is a perfect way to end any show but you know i'm still gonna wrap up the hey bartender podcast i could because i gotta say special thanks to cynthia torres for taking time to be on the show i've always wanted to ask some of those questions that about of karaoke hosts or hostesses yeah just because i'm curious you know that there's a lot of stuff that goes on up there and you know i always wondered where they get all that music uh, special thanks to Red Vox for letting me use their single, There She Goes. And once again, reminder, if you want to go check out more of their stuff, head on over to Bandcamp.com. Anyway, uh, remember people, if you want to be on the show, all you have to do is drop me a line either on the Facebook page, Hey Bartender Podcast, or send me an email, dude, at HeyBartenderPodcast.com. I'd love to have you on the show, talk about your drink specials, talk about you, your stories, and musical guests, if you're dying to get your get some exposure, I would love to play your song in my podcast. But until then, thank you for listening. And I just want to remind all of you guys, lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And don't take any shit from anybody. Good night. So good, I had to blow again. I said-